We love a great narrative. We love a good story. It's almost like it's hardwired into our brains and into our hearts and into our lives to have, have a great story. Uh, let me read from John, John 1. The words are going to come on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, there are some on the information desk as well. But let me just read John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from, John, from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He only came as a witness to the light, the true light, that light that, give, that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born of not, not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God. It's absolutely true, and it's given to us in love. So we're wired into a, into a great story. What's your favourite movie? What's your favourite story? No, Steve, we, we love Jesus. We don't watch movies. <laughs> Steve, I've, I've never heard of Netflix. So, um, I've never given any money or wasted my money or time on that. We, we, we don't, we, we're Christians. We don't watch movies. Um, I'd never do that. I'd never do that. Now, come on. What's your, what's your favourite movie? What's your favourite film? The Dark Knight. What's Batman, Good The Dark Knight. Matrix. The Matrix. Cool Runnings? Come on! In my wildest dreams, I never thought that. That show would come out today. What else? Shawshank. Shawshank. What else? Any other great movies, favourite movies? What's that one? Dunstan Checks In. What? Dunstan Checks In. I've seen that. About an alien that goes into a hotel. Oh, an eight. Right. We're all searching for that. Notting Hill, here we go. What else? Harry Okay. Space Jam. Space Officer and a gentleman. Yeah, look. There's a sophisticated amongst us. Okay. A pastor friend of mine, he says one of his favourite things to do on a Sunday night is to watch a violent movie. <laughs> he, uh, he spends his whole, his whole time with people during the week. And so Sunday night is his, it's a cathartic experience for him to, um, to see lots of people killed. <laughs> and violently. He said the more blood, the better it is for him. Um, uh, I'd never do that. 
Um, well, at least I haven't done that for a few weeks. Um, it's amazing how all of, all of these films, Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, Cool Running, Star Wars, Batman, and even some of the romantic comedies that we have, um, You Complete Me, You Had Me at Hello, um, all of these stories. Um, story, the components of a, of a great story are really predictable. Um, people study these things. People study the stories. You take the great stories, even, even the stories way back in the past. What they do is they tend to follow predictable formats or patterns. These great stories. Um, most of us have cried at stories yeah, in movies. Most of us. Or the men are like. But we have. We have cried. We have cried. Um, I cry all the time. Even on like butter adverts after the uh, I'm quite emotional. Butter. It's butter. Uh, but these stories, what we don't realise is they follow predictable patterns and formats. They sort of track out and the characters and the plots and the, the stories, they follow this character and this struggle and the battle and the, um, they're not going to make it. And then they make it. There's always this good or this evil. The one that's got to battle to overcome. The one that's got to win the beauty. Or the man that's got to overcome his own selfishness. Redemption. You look at all the great stories and they, follow, they seem to follow a pattern. Um, there's a book called The Power of Myth. And it's a book by a sociologist called Joseph Campbell. And he studies, he studies myths and legends in different, in different cultures. And he discovers that these myths, uh, that myths in different cultures sort of transcend and follow a very predictable pattern. And he wrote, wrote a whole series of books about sociology and films. Um, and, and so he, he was used on the Star Wars project, the original Star Wars with Stephen Spielberg. And he would tell the producers and directors, no, this is what this character needs to do. This is where it's going. This is what you must, you must do. And every great story has this beginning, middle, and end. And here in John 1, we have this opening line. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, what was God, and he was with God in the beginning. So that phrase, even in the beginning, once upon a time, <laughs> It's a wonderful phrase, isn't it? Full of legends, full of myth, full of promise, full of mystery. And it's this sort of invitation. Come, let me show you something. In the beginning, come, let me tell you about something. And some of the best stories start like that, don't they? Once upon a time, there was a good king, king and queen. And they, and they were very sad because they didn't have any children. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful girl that lived with her wicked stepsisters. Once upon a time. All the good days of the year on Christmas Eve. All of, the, uh, all of these starts a long time ago in a galaxy far away. <laughs> all the really good stories start this way, don't they? Uh, and it's this rise and this longing for these ancient, insatiable uh, things, this curiosity to look back in the past. It's almost like it's hardwired in us to look back. It's almost like there's something that calls us back what happened in the beginning? 
in, in, in Ecclesiastes, it says that God has placed eternity in every human heart. He's placed eternity in every human heart. Um, and so it can't just be that we're living for 70, 80, 90 years, and that's it. It can't just be that this is all that life is meant to be. Um, and this phrase, in the beginning, that's used in John 1, only two times in the Bible where it's talked about in the beginning. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And here, again, we've got in the beginning. And it's almost like John is trying to, to, to look, at, look at the past and look back to the past. You see, in Genesis 1, where it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's almost like Genesis 1 starts from when God created the heaven and the earth. But John 1 calls us back even further. It says, well, in the beginning, the Word was with God, even before creation. There was something that happened before creation. And John is sort of beckoning us back to these ancient, ancient things. Many uh, atheists believe that the world started just by accident. In that nanosecond, it just started uh, these particles and matter just happens to bump, bump into each other and, and create this thing. A mathematical equation created, created all of human history. I want to propose that, that this is very impersonal and cold compared to how we live. Um, I think um, evolution, it, it, it fails to kind of equal the personal or the relational it fails, to, it fails to look at how can something so impersonal create a kangaroo? Or mangoes, my favourite fruit, mangoes. <laughs> how can that come by accident? That had to be, mangoes had to come from God. Or a hummingbird, or an eagle, or tulips, or the Serengeti, or the moon, the noon, the night, the star. How can, how can that just happen by accident? My personal view, is that it's impossible that it simply started of its own accord, just by accident. Um, it's, it's very implausible, and the one argument against the origins that the, um, this Big Bang, or, or by pure luck, is that it's like creating, I don't know if anyone's got a, an old-fashioned watch, we've all got some modern Fitbits, and uh, anyone got a Swiss watch, like an old-fashioned analog, Kind of, kind of. Uh, one argument against it is like you, you throw in all the components of a Swiss, Swiss watch, you throw it into a washing machine, you set it on, you set it to go for half a second, and then suddenly a Swiss watch is created. The, the chances of that happening is uh, uh, throwing a thousand parts into a tumble dryer and expecting the Swiss watch to turn up. Uh, and so to me, these mathematical, mathematical equations just, just don't add up. But what I like is they're asking the big question. There must be more to life than just these 70 odd years or more. How did we get here? And if you remove creation and God out of the equation, it just doesn't add up. The personal God and the Personality of the world coming together 
that seems to add up more. Um, but the question is good. And I, I want to propose the earth has the marks of an artist. Um, nature has a hand of a creator, a person. And, and here, John calls us and he says to us, in the beginning, there was something else. And this idea that there was this relationship before the beginning of time. I'm going to read from another translation, a modern translation. It's called the Passion Translation. And I'm going to read John 1 from it. It gives us a different feel to, to John. And I, I really love it. Um, so it says, in the very beginning, God was already there, and before his face was his living expression, and this living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together, face to face, in the very beginning. And through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things, for nothing has existence apart from him. Life came into being because of him. For his life is the light of all humanity, all humanity. and this living expression is the light that bursts through the gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. Then suddenly a man appeared, who was sent out from God's presence, a messenger named John. For he came to be a witness, to point the, the way to the light of life, and to help everyone believe. John was not that light, but he came to show who is. For he was, mere, he was merely a messenger, to speak the truth about the light. For the light of truth was about to come into the world and shine upon everyone. The Creator entered into the very world he created, yet the world was unaware. He came to the very people he created, to those who should have recognised him, but they did not receive him, they did not embrace him, or took hold of his name. But those who did were given the authority to become who they really were, the sons of God and daughters of God. That's great. Okay. This whole idea that the creator isn't, isn't just this impersonal being, but it's Jesus. Realise I've done sided, so I've kind of skipped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure this talk was a bit longer. <laughs> Do the alternate ones now. Yeah. Okay, well, I've got that really long. So, where we're headed, and where we're headed during this out course is Jesus. Uh, everything points towards Jesus and this mystery that this confusing mystery sometimes that God is three in one. I don't know about you, as a as a as I was growing up as a child and a teenager, I I imagined God in up in the clouds. He was on he was on he was always on on his own. He was always either on a throne or he was somehow hovered above the clouds and there were some angels floating around. When I suddenly discovered that, when I read John, I discovered actually before, before time, there was this relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, 
confusing, but it gives me a, gives me a sign that the Creator is, a, is about relationship. And as, as we've read in, in John, that God himself became a man, that God himself, who created the heaven, heavens and the earth, and created you and I, he came and became like a man. He walked the same ground that we walked. He breathed the same air that we breathed. And uh, as followers of Jesus, he has the same spirit that we have. And uh, it's, it's actually stepping into invitation. So who is Jesus? In chemistry, he turned water into wine. In biology, he, he was born without, natural, without normal conception. In physics, he disproved the law of gravity when he ascended into heaven. In economics, he disproved the law of diminishing return by feeding 5,000 men and women, oh, 5,000 men with two fish and five loaves of bread. In medicine, he cured the sick and the blind without administering a single dose of drugs. In history, he is the beginning and the end. In government, he said that he should be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. In religion, he said no one comes to the Father except through him. So who is he? He's Jesus. And uh, we believe, as followers of Jesus, that he's the greatest man in history. Jesus had no servants, yet they called him master. He had no degree, yet they called him teacher. He had no medicines, yet they called him healer. He had no army, but yet kings feared him. And he won no battles, but yet he conquered the world. And he committed no crime, uh, but they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. And it's such an honour to follow such a man like this. And this is, this is who we follow as. This is who we follow as followers of Jesus. Um, um, and so, as we start this journey, so next week, next week's Alpha course is about Jesus. So who is he? There's factual, uh, there's evidence. And we're going to look at how do we how do we fathom this man called Jesus? And what did he do? What does it mean that he died on the cross for us? And as Christians, and as followers of Jesus, we, it's good to sort of get to grips with that as well. Uh, but let's, let's stand. And uh, we're going to sing another song.